evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are Up the Fence He Goes, recap of the 105th Indy 500. The NBA playoffs are heating up. The race for Lord Stanley's Cup continues. Another Blue Jacket star once out of Columbus. The tournament that Jack built, the Memorial Golf Tournament, is coming up. Blazing bets of the week. And finally, the GOAT of college basketball will be hanging it up. With that, I give you our chief of our fire brigade, Rob Cow. Thanks, Colton. Good to be back in the studio this week. I had to take last week off for a training class. I was out of town, but it's good to be back. I want to thank Terry for uh, filling in with us. So we got four guys back in the studio again tonight. Um, yeah, like Colton said, we're going to start off with the Indy 500. Um, uh, not the oldest guy, but one of the oldest guys to ever win. He, Leo Castroneves, yep. uh, 46 years old. And uh, he um, joins Elite Company. He's one of uh, only four four-time winners with A.J. Foyt, Al Hunter, and Rick Mears. So yep. give, me your thoughts on, uh, give me your thoughts on that, Matt. Yeah, it was, it's a heck of a race for, uh, for Castroneves. He actually won the race in record time as well at two hours, 39 minutes, and 50 seconds. Uh, there was a lot of back and forth late in the race with uh, Alex Pelot. Uh, they traded the lead back and forth till two laps when Castroneves made the pass for good and was able to win. Uh, some some of the other guys that were on the expected to win, pole setter Scott Dixon and Alexander Rossi had terrible days. Uh, Dixon finished 17th, Rossi 29th. Dixon had an issue where he ran out of gas on pit road, couldn't get his car started immediately, went a lap down, never really recovered. And then my personal favorite driver, Grand Rahal, finished a disastrous 32nd after his car wow. lost the wheel, call, causing him to crash. <laughs> wow. uh, so it looks like somebody's going to have some explaining to do <laughs> off his pit crew. Right, right. Yeah, no. And uh, like, like Dad hinted at, you know, not the oldest to ever win it, but the second oldest actually to win it. Mm -hmm. um, Al Unser actually won it at 47 years, 360 days. So almost, you know, a few days almost short of be, being yeah. 48, you know, winning it. But mm -hmm. uh, good for the, for the old guy. And, you know, we've seen – some old guys win some of these championships. You know, we talked about it last week. Phil Mickelson in his 50s right. winning the PGA Championship. You know, Tom Brady still doing his thing, you know, winning Super Bowls at his age. And now we add, you know, Helio Castroneves to winning the big Indy 500 at, at 46 years old. So, yeah. um, and it was good to see um, 135,000 people in the stands. Yeah, that uh, was great. The biggest, uh, biggest, like, crowd they've had since the pandemic, you know, has, has been going on. So it's good to good to see that you know we're, we're you know maybe slowly getting back to somewhat normal in, in sports uh, as far as fans go yeah, so you know we'll, we'll see what uh, you know how the rest of the events play out you know as far as uh, attendance goes yeah, so that was something even Ray Hall mentioned even after his crash that it just it just felt good having the fans back yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah well and you know another thing with with Helio he won his first championship 20 years ago oh, the wow. first not championship but his first Indy 500 20 years ago so yeah. Um, well, you know, with, like Colton said, with these old guys winning, you know, we had uh, we had Lefty there last week and Helio this week. Does that mean uh, Carmelo Anthony finally gets a ring and went with Portland? He's the old, <laughs> oldest player in the NBA yeah, now. He's the elder. Yeah. He's right. the elder statesman. He's got some so. work to do. He's what got do some work that? to do. That's what do you think, sure. Terry? Yeah. I just for for the Indy 500, just give it up to the boys from Pataskala, man. I yeah. mean, he, Helio drove for them boys to shank. Shank Racing. Right? Yep. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So that Carmelo uh, tweet, that's kind of my lead into our yeah. next topic. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs now. So right. um, I think we'll start off with the East. You know, the no surprise, the Bucks swept the Heat. I think everybody saw that coming. 
and also the Nets. It, we thought it might be a sweep, but they put the Celtics out in five, winning four to one. Um, so those two, I don't think were were big surprises. Let's talk about Terry. You want to talk about that Wizards Philadelphia series a little bit? Well, that series right there has been just. Uh, it's been baffling. I mean, just with the with the way the fans are reacting in that series, oh and just the, the basketball. I mean, it's yeah. just it's been crazy. and now and now you know now Joel Embiid in the last game, game yeah. four goes yeah, down. He's with got the, a meniscus yeah, tear now. now. Meniscus yeah. tear won't play in the game tonight. You know, we hope. You know, he's obviously Absolutely. had some knee problems in the past. I could definitely hope, spell disaster. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it's nothing serious because I mean they they need Embiid to oh, you know yeah. to well, go forward because Ben Simmons is a terrible free throw shooter. Yeah, and, and a mean, terrible shooter in and, general. And now it seems like all the focus is on let's, instead of hack a shack, now it's hack a Ben. You right, know? I right. Mean, because they know he can't shoot free throws, so that's what the the point of their focus has been to get Ben Simmons to the line. Right. You know? Yeah, and I think uh, you know. I, I think Philly fans are okay, you know, if, if Embiid doesn't play the rest of this series against Washington, I think I think they're okay with that. They, they're yeah, gonna it, helps, need... it helps a lot they got out to that 3-1. Yeah, they're right. up 3-1. Yes. That's yes. going to help yes. them. I think, I think they'll close them out. Might not be tonight. Um, you know, the Sixers are favored by six at home tonight. Um, we'll see what happens. But, right, uh, but uh, going forward, they, they have to oh. have Embiid. You know, that's, that's I mean, the yeah. further they he's get having to the an playoffs. MVP, yeah. you know, yeah. type season and, you know, is definitely in the in the running for the MVP. Sure. So, well, and, you know, not only a scoring, but protecting the basket. Right. You yeah. know, <clears throat> yes. he, he's, a, he's you know, he's a rim protector too. So, you know, missing that defense in the middle is going to be a big loss for him as well. Right. The Wizards definitely have a chance if Russell Westbrook can play like he played last game. Right. In the first couple games, he didn't play very well in the series. Mm-hmm. He finally came out of his funk a little bit that last game. Yeah, absolutely. Can, if he can yeah. keep that up, it'll be can, all right. Can we talk about the fans a little bit? Yeah. What is going on at these NBA ste- – I, it's, it's like I don't know. I, and, I don't, and it's, and it's, it's just getting progressively worse it is. too. And, it's, and it's, it seems like that you know they're they're mad at guys for playing well. You know they threw the bucket of popcorn on Westbrook's head after he had a good game. You know I just don't understand to be like me going out and doing my job and doing it well and somebody throwing popcorn on my head or throwing a bottle at my head like they did Kyrie. I, 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 I guess I, mean, I don't last get Last night or, you know, a couple nights ago, it was the fan ran on ran the out court. Of the court. I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah, just getting borderline out of control, well, the you know. The spit on Young. Right, right. It's, it's crazy. Like, it's just, uh, yeah, is, unbelievable. Is it because, because we've been caged up so long for this pandemic? Yeah, that, I don't know if the people just, I mean, got – Bent up, you know, yeah. some some energy in there, or just well, but it's like people, calm down, you right. know, you got it. We, we you know, we, we wanted sports back, but now you can't, you know, take it to the next level and get abuse you know, the right to be right. in the stadium. Right, right. I think know? I think you know they're banning these these folks from stadiums, period, and you know, and I think it's a good move where they're actually pressing charges. The one guy that. Through a bottle, like Kyrie said, actually had felony charges filed yeah, against him. Yeah, so that's assault. They got to do something to get this under control. Right, right. I don't think, uh, yeah, unless you start taking it, you know, to the next level as far as you know, when it comes to well, you know, you, policing it, do you people think, aren't going to stop. I wonder if alcohol has a big. I mean, do you, maybe if you stop selling alcohol, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, I, ain't, I that ain't gonna happen. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I, I think it has a lot to do with just you know people you know being stuck at home and now they're back and you know it's it's I don't know it's it's not an excuse. I won't right. make an excuse. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, pent up frustration. Right. And let's be real, it's one out of, you know, tens of thousands of people right, that are that are ruining it. it but it only takes, else. you know, one bad apple to spoil the rest. So, right. you know, I but agree. we'll see what what happens going forward. Hopefully, you know, the NBA can get this under control and, you know, fans will, you know, tailor it down. I mean, you can be a fan without going, you know, crossing the line. I mean, uh, but uh Well, and like Trey Young's, you know, dad said, you know, he was 
he he loves the banner back and forth. He loves the the trash talking as long as you're not you know being disrespectful. He said that's all, that should all be part of the game. But right. you know when when you when you make it personal about race or uh, you know whatever it be that that's when it then that's when it crosses the line. But, yeah, exactly. um, You know, so we're all in agreement that we think that that Phil will wind up pulling this series out. So there's there's one series left, and to me this has been the most intriguing series to watch in the East is that Hawks. Knicks series, two young teams like Colton's made mention of you, two of the youngest teams in the league. Um, you know, it's good to see both those teams back in, the, especially the Knicks back in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So uh, give me your thoughts on, on that series, Colton. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, you, you mentioned it, you know, going into the, this was like my most intriguing first round matchup. You know, I thought this would be a lot closer than it has been, you know, but the Hawks have dominated from the, I mean, the, outside of the Knicks winning one game, having to come back in that game to win it. I mean, the Hawks have pretty much controlled this series and and they're beating the Knicks at their own game. They're playing bully ball Mm -hmm. and they're bullying the Knicks. The Knicks, you know, like to play that, you know, kind of bully mentality. In your face, you know. Yeah, Yeah, and and, and it's actually, you know, funny that I said it because Clint Capella just made some comments in the media the other day. says, you know, we play tough, but we back it up because we win. Right. The Knicks, you know, they play tough. They ain't winning, yeah. right. so it's yeah. it's you yeah, know. Yeah, it was kind of a dig at them, so right. kind right. of beating them at their own game. So it's definitely you know interesting. I, I thought this series would be you know I, I thought this was one that could potentially. I mean, not to say it can't still go to Game Seven, but you know the Hawks are up three to one in in the series, mm-hmm. uh, potentially can clinch it tonight. Um, but I thought this was one of those games, you know, one of those series that was going to go, you know, potential to go Game Seven. Um, yeah. And I, the Hawks have just, you know, have looked like the better team throughout. Yeah, well, they're back in New York tonight. Uh, Knicks are favored by a point and a half, so basically a toss-up. You know, the only reason they're getting that probably is because they're playing at home. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens tonight. I look, I do look for the Knicks to pull this game out tonight, mm-hmm. but I, but eventually I think Atlanta uh, pulls this pulls this series out. Yeah, I'm pulling for the Hawks in this one. I, I, I think the. The Knicks fans really kind of turned me off after they were celebrating like they just won the NBA championship <laughs> after winning a close game in right, game two. Right. And then some of their fans, like on uh, Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, they just they're talking a little too much for a team that hasn't been there. That's Enjoy right. the ride, but don't get don't, don't get, get too carried don't away. Don't get too carried yeah. away. Right. Right. And, no. Hey, real quick, can we go back to that now that matchup? I think that everybody's kind of looking for in the East is that Milwaukee Bucks Nets matchup. You know, they both. Close their teams out early. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad. Probably good at this point in the season to give your guys some rest for some of those nagging injuries. But um, you know, who do you like in that series, Terry? It's going to be interesting. You know, interesting. I, I I like I like Brooklyn, but there's just something about the Greek freak. <laughs> I this think- guy. I, I just I don't know. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of the highlights of the the Heat and and Buck series and. This guy just looks like a different player than he did last year. Yeah, definitely, you know, revenge tour because, you know, yeah. if you remember correctly, the Heat were the team that put the Bucks out last yeah. year yeah. in the bubble yeah. and kind of, you know, they, shocked the world. They there. finished them off early. Right, and they, they took care of – there was no there was no question. The Heat were never in that series. The Bucks dominated. They took care of business. I do think, though, the wild card could be – and, of course, he's a great player. Why am I calling him a wild card? Is James Harden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If yeah. Harden can play – like he's played up to this point. I mean, it's it's a three headed monster. Yeah, right, they're tough. You, I mean, pretty tough to beat. You saw it in the Celtics series. I mean, they you know the Celtics stole one, but Jason Tatum had to score fifty points to right. win. I mean, the the only the only problem I see is the Bucks. 
you know, we, we talk about Giannis. He's he's great. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Yeah. But then who who beside yeah. him is going to step up to, right. to help him out? Right. That's kind of been there. He kind of seems like a man on a mission. Right. I mean, yeah. Not don't. I'm not taking anything wrong. You know, away from from Giannis. I just don't know that he alone is going to be enough. What's the other shooter? Don't they have another shooter? I mean, they got they got Drew Holiday who they brought in. They they, they lost uh, DiVincenzo, one of their better shooters. He's out for the whole season, out for the whole playoffs. Um, they they have a lot of three-point kind of specialists. You know, that's that's how they kind of build their team right. is, you know, Giannis is the driver slash dunker that, you know, gets points in the paint, and then he they just surround him with a bunch of, you know. And, and that's points. what you're going to have to have when they collapse down on defense, you know, yeah. trying to trying to guard the Greek freak, you know, that's yeah. when your three-pointer, your shooter's got to be able to hit those outside shots. Right, so. Um, and, and I think they'll be open for those yeah, shots. And I, I think know. Giannis is going to get his because I don't see anybody on the on the Nets. No, being the Nets are small. Yeah. yeah. The overall, the Nets, they don't you know, play a really Durant's big the only one with really any length. And right. So you don't think Durant can match up with him? No. Though? I, mean, I don't think he's strong enough. I, I, I uh, lengthwise, I think you'll be okay. Right. It's just when Giannis gets in the post, I, I think you know. I don't think there's Durant, anybody. Durant the Secret Service couldn't guard right. him. Right. Yeah. I mean, Giannis is a different animal when he yeah. gets. If you let him get in that paint, you're you're almost finished. Then yeah. you know it's you have to stop him from Denied getting entry the entry pass. You know yeah. to to really get a handle yeah. on him, but. Well, uh, you know, I, like I said, the three-headed monster in Brooklyn is just – it's going to be a lot. I do think ultimately whoever ends up winning that series has got to be considered the favorite to win the title. Oh, yeah. It's going to be – I think I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I've, I've called the Nets all season the no-defense team and, you know, not taking anything away from their scoring. They're averaging in their, in their five games, they average 123 points a game, <laughs> you know, tearing it up. That's a lot. Um, you know, and – the game they lost, they scored 119 points, and you still lose. So, yeah. again, I'm going back to defense. You know, they're scoring 123, but in that five-game series to the Celtics, they gave up 112 points a game right. to a Celtics team that didn't have Jalen Brown. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm worried about their defense. You know, I, the Bucks because the Bucks are scoring 100, almost 119 points a game yeah, um, in their series, and they're, but they're only giving up 97 points a game. Mm-hmm. So, right. obviously, this is a team that will play defense. Yeah, I know you got the three-headed monster you got to try to guard, but um, and I, that's going to be a tough matchup for and, and them. And it definitely is going to be something but, but different. But good you know, defense may beat that three-headed monster. Maybe, you know? yeah. I mean, I mean you can know. you – can? I mean – I don't think you can contain those. You're not going to no. stop Durant. They're going to get there. You, you you almost have to try to like you know cut the head off of one of the monsters. You know you gotta you gotta cut you know make them a two. You gotta stop. Yeah, instead of two people, you gotta make it you know only one person. Or you know you right. gotta single out one guy that you're gonna you know let him get his. And uh, you know I, I just don't know. I, and definitely the Bucks I think are a different animal than what the Celtics. I, I think the Bucks. In theory, should put up a better fight, right. you know, than, than what the Celtics yeah, do, especially with not having Jalen Brown. Yeah, so. I think that, that, was... that series starts Saturday night at seven thirty. So yeah. we'll see what happens with that. I think I think it's going to be a, a very entertaining series to watch. Right. Um, let's move it over to the, the Western yeah, Conference. Let's, let's go to the West. The West has really been marred by injuries. I'll tell you, it's I been, know it's it's really getting bad. I you know, and it's, it's in, but it's a little bit interesting at the same time. A lot of the series right. are you know could go game seven. You know, there's there's a lot of series that are real close here. So mm-hmm. it's uh yeah a toss up here. Which game? Let's talk about that Lakers Sun series first. Um, yeah, we all know what happened to the Lakers last night. They got destroyed by thirty yeah. points. Yeah. I mean, no, what? No it Anthony wasn't a Davis. game right from the first quarter. Right. Yeah. No. No Anthony Davis, and uh, I don't think it's looking like he's going to be back. And, and it still soon. looks, you know, questionable yeah. that he, you know, they they play. T- I think tomorrow night in Game Six or yeah, Game Six, the Suns can mm-hmm. can take it if they win. 
Um, it'd be the first time in LeBron's NBA career that he would lose in the first, in the round, first round ever. So, you know, and I, and I don't like his chances. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still one of the best basketball players, but he needs that running mate to, you know, keep, keep and, going. And yeah. I think it's got to be a healthy AD. It can't be Anthony Davis coming Absolutely. back at 75% yeah. or whatever. Uh, yeah. I think it's got to be – I think it's got to be AD coming back at 100%. Yeah, I just don't yeah. see that happening. Even if he is able to play, but which it doesn't look good, it's a, you know I'm, I'm hearing you know not so good things. But even if he is going to play, you agree with that, Terry? You like the Suns Absolutely. coming out of that? Yeah. Well, I, I just think that the deciding factor for me in the whole thing is is going to be the, the play of Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and playing injured as well. Yeah. You know, got injured in the first the first but, game. But boy, you know, I, I really like Dev, I really like Devin Booker. Right. Yeah. I, no, I that, really. Him and that DeAndre Aiden. Yeah. I, I just think that if DeAndre Aiden can be the rim protector and rebounder, I just I, I think that it's going to be. Yeah, but I think it all it all does start with Chris Paul. He's kind yeah. of that, yeah, that he's the facilitator leader yeah, yeah. for a young Suns team, and has really just Perfect been a, 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 a crucial part for the Perfect Suns' success. Yeah. Um, well, let, can we talk about uh, LeBron for just a sec? Sure. Uh, yes. Five minutes to go in the game, he gets up. Leaves the bench, goes into the locker room with five minutes still going to game. I can't stand that stuff. Oh, that that aggravates me. Yeah, I, I don't know what. Uh, it's, it's, it's he's LeBron that, being about LeBron. He's not uh, about his team. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's a that's a bad look for him. I think that's. It's that, not the first time he's done it either. Oh it's yeah, not, no, it's it's been not. something that has happened before in his career. Definitely not, you know, what you want to see out of a out of a superstar and out of your you know your team leader as right. well. You I know, mean, yeah, at this moment, yeah, he's 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 expecting these these other guys to follow him. You know, he needs some help, obviously, if uh, AD's not going to be in there. So so that's how you get your young guys or your bench players to step up is yeah. by deserting them with five minutes to go in the game. And, I mean, I can understand his frustration. He got zero help that game. There were eight guys on that team that played double-digit minutes that had five points or less. Yeah. But, <laughs> but again, that's when you got to persevere. That's when you got you to stick to it. And I yeah. just – it's 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 interesting. It was disappointing. Yeah, definitely disappointing to see. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't like the Lakers' chances uh, tomorrow night. Um, you know, whether AD plays or not, I, I just yeah, don't. I think, I think I those don't, those role players can't step up if they play like they did that game. Right, they, they're, they're not they're, beating they're, anybody. They're done. I mean, it's with it, or without, it, you, like Dad said, is. the Lakers were done within the first quarter. So where, where are they in? Are they in Phoenix tomorrow? It's, or it's in LA. It's oh, in LA. Yeah. LA. So I mean, at yeah. least they have the home court. You know, maybe that will help out a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you know LeBron's going to need a little bit of help to, yeah, to yeah. get it done, he's going to need a lot of help. Right. Right. This, this Schroeder, I thought he was a great shooter, but boy, he's been like invisible. And, and yeah, Matt, Matt mentioned, you know, guys playing double-digit minutes. Both Schroeder and, I believe, Contavious Caldwell-Pope yeah. played double-digit minutes. Zero points. Zero no points. Yeah. So, wow. you, you got – I mean, if you're a starter, you got to put something. Right. you got to put something on the score sheet there. You can't yeah. leave a goose egg and, yeah. and expect to win. I mean – and I mean, the playoffs. At the same time, you know, the Lakers, you know, I talked about it going into before the playoffs started. The Lakers aren't a great offensive team. They They're haven't not. been all year. And uh, but they, but what's helped them is their defense. Yeah, They're they really do play well. good defense. But the Suns, on the other hand, are playing. They have played good defense all year as well. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's showing in this series. They're getting enough offense, but then they're doing it on the defensive end, too. So it's they're, they're playing, you know, a good team basketball type, you know, thing. The Lakers offense is just has not been where it needs to be in order to win this series. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see it going forward. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's move on to the Utah Jazz Memphis Grizzly series. Jazz are up three to one. 
Uh, Utah's at home, favored by nine and a half. What do you think? Are the, are the Grizzlies yeah, done? I, I think that series would have been a sweep had it not been for uh, Donovan, the, Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell not playing that first game. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I think that series ends tonight. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, the Jazz have figured it out, you yeah. know, after that game one. You know, obviously Donovan Mitchell doesn't play, but, you know, he's been back ever since, and they have seen to have, you know, the Grizzlies number at yeah. this point, you know. Job Moran, I can't remember if it was game two or game three, had a phenomenal game, like, you know, one of his best, you know, as a pro, mm-hmm. still wasn't enough to right. get it done. So, right. you know, I think it's it, it, it's it's getting closed out tonight. The Jazz are gonna gonna take it. They're they're closing out the series tonight. Uh, um, I, I agree. So moving forward. I can't believe we're all in agreement so far <laughs> every, every one of these series. Um so yeah, I don't think there's much else to add to that. I think Utah closes it out as well. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Uh, we'll save that. Mavericks game for last. Let's let's talk about what I think has been a, a fun series to watch, especially after last night, um, Denver and Portland. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Denver's up three to two after a double overtime win when you know Damian Lillard did absolutely everything he yeah. could do. Fifty-five points. I mean, and you know he tied the game twice at the end of regulation. He hit a three-pointer at the end of the first overtime, all with less than ten seconds to go. So mm-hmm. he's been Mister Clutch. Um, he, he didn't get a lot of help. He right. scored 55 points, you know, in a loss. And uh, he scored 17 of their 19 in the two. They scored 19 points total. He scored 17 of them right. in the two overtimes. What else can you ask the guy yeah. to do? I, I, Set a record with 12 three-pointers in an NBA playoff game? I mean, yeah, what, what else can you ask for? Yeah, I, I feel like that's a game you had to have. I think losing that's going to take, right, the, take right. the heart out of Portland. I, I think they're done after <laughs> that one. I think I, they lose I don't, I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, getting back at home, being in front of that Portland crowd, I think that they do force it to a game seven. Um, I just don't know game seven whether they get it get it done um like i said we, we've talked about damian lillard you know a couple oh, times on this on this show yeah. and you know i talked about him before he's the a talent it's like he plays well you know we talk about him a little bit in the in the in the regular season but then when it comes playoff time there is no person in the world that steps his game takes his game to the next level than damian not lillard. In the, not in the nba right now yeah. there's not and, and i remember at, at like NBA All Star time, LeBron making a comment saying that Damian is probably the most disrespected player in the NBA, and, and, and I think there's some truth to that. We don't we don't, don't talk about him that much. I mean, look at look at what he's doing. Mean, he's carrying this this Trailblazers right. team, um, and it, it, I, I like him because he has been one that you know the Trailblazers have always said, "Hey man, we're going to get you some help. We're going to get you some help," you know, to to get over the hump in the playoffs. And he has never once come out and said, like, man, I'm tired of being in Portland. I want to yeah. move. I want to – he's well, stuck he, he had his chance to sign elsewhere. Oh, he, yeah, he chose to stay yeah, there. He, he didn't he want did. to be a three-headed monster or somebody right. else. He wanted to do it himself. Right. He, he wants and, to be And he's proven he's worthy of the task. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Small small college guy out of, out of Weber State. So, you know, I, I you know hats off to Damian Lillard. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that they get, get a win. They get, yeah. you know, a win in game six the series up 3-3, but I think Denver pulls it out in Game 7. I, I kind of agree with that, Colton. I think these other guys that saw the effort that he put forth um, in the last game, I think he's going to get some help from some of his role players this, this next game. You know, uh, you know, he stayed out there and led led his team, unlike LBJ that we just talked about, even though it was, you know, was going to be in a losing effort anyway for the Lakers. But you know, Lillard stayed out there, you know, and he said, I don't care about anything else. He says, all we got to do is focus on, you know, winning the next game. None of everything else, you know, my 55 points, I 
how everybody else played, none of that makes any difference now. It's like we're on to the next game. So I think he will get some help. I think him leading by example and playing tough through, you know, two overtimes and you just hanging in there. I think he's going to get some help, and I think Portland pulls out this next yeah, game. McCollum can show up. I think yeah, he'll, I mean, he'll be all right. As long well, as somebody that's, that's can just give him a little say. bit of help, yeah. I think, you know, Damian, Damian's going to get his, but then he needs somebody else to yeah. just, you know, add a little bit something there to, to get – I mean, they, they obviously have proved that they can beat Denver. They've done it, you know, twice so far, right. and, and, and it's been, you know, in efforts where Damian Lillard, yeah, he's, he's played well, but he hasn't had to score 50, 60 right. to win. They only need him to score, you know, 20, 30 to win and then have some of the other guys, you know, kind of contribute. So I, I think, uh, yeah, that, that'll be the key to, to the next, to game six there, uh, getting get a little bit of outside help from, from the other guys. All right, the last game in the West, the series is tied 2-2, the Mavericks and the Clippers. Um, going back to L.A., uh, Clippers are favored by seven and a half points at home. You know, obviously, the Mavericks' future rests on the 22-year-old Slovenian Luke, Luka Doncic. Yes. You know, and he, he's uh, got a nagging neck injury that seems to be uh, last couple the last game really. You know, his, everything was down. His points were down. His shooting percentage was down. His assists were down. His rebound. Obviously, he was not a hundred percent. If you watched any of that game, mm-hmm. um, so you know. As goes Luca, so did the Mavericks. I think right. at this point. So, right, right. what's your feeling is on that, Matt? Yeah, I think if uh, if Luca can't play up to expectations, it's it's going to be the Clippers. Uh, it, it really does. It hinges on Luca. Um, I don't know a nerve injury. That that's a tough thing to overcome, especially with the short short turnaround in these playoffs. So I. I think it's going to continue to affect him, and I think ultimately the Clippers are going to take this series. Yeah, as as a Mavericks fan, I'm a, I'm a little bit worried. I I'm mean, the, worried. you know, to the first two games, the Mavericks, you know, dominated. You know, the they were talking on ESPN, all oh, the Clippers, you know, they're done. It's time to blow up the Clippers, you know, whatever. But I, I was a little bit hesitant myself, you know, even though, you know, my team played well in those first two games. It's almost a repeat of, of last year. You know, it, it was similar circumstances. You know, the Mavericks kind of, you know, won game one, kind of were pretty close in game two. Um, but similar circumstances, you know, in the end, the Clippers pulled it out. They, you know, got their team together. They, you know, figured it out. And that's almost, you know, the last two games, they the Clippers have figured it out. Um, you know, yes, it seems like this Clippers team plays well with their backs against the wall. Right, it right. really brings the best out in them. Right, they got the you know they got the duo in in Kawhi and Paul George. Right. You know that have played well in these last two games to kind of lead them, and they're getting a little bit of help then from their outside you know supporting cast, and that you know that 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 has been the difference I think to me is that those first two games, you know Kawhi and Paul George they did what they had to do, but then it was like. The supporting cast did did nothing. None of them showed up. They were nowhere to be found, and that's why the Mavericks, you know, dominated. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm a little bit worried. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's almost a repeat of last year because uh, you know Porzingis was out in the series last year. This year, you know, Luca not 100. percent right. So I, I just yeah, a little bit worried as a Mavericks fan going forward. Um, you know what's what's going to happen? You know with game. You know game. What is a game five being game in five. Uh, being in L.A.? Yep. It's yep. it's it's going to be difficult for sure. I agree. They got a uphill climb. Mm. All right. Before we move on to the NHL, I got one little piece of oh. NBA news. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski has said Miles Garrett's basketball career is over. <laughs> okay. If you yeah. saw the if you saw the clips of uh, Miles Garrett dunking in a pickup <laughs> game, he said uh, 
He's done. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah, I, I saw something, you know, I, I saw that he was playing in a pickup game or whatever. And he, he does it a lot. He, 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 yeah. he can't risk that, man. One, right. more, one more thing I just want to touch on this Mavs series. Yeah. The first two games, it seemed like the intensity was there, like they, like they were physical. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, they lost their physicality. Yeah, no, they for sure. They need to get physical again. Right. The, the because, Clippers, as yeah. I said last week, the Clippers ain't tough. Right. They, they act they, they act like they're the bully on the block, but they ain't tough. Right, right. If you push you know? them back, you yeah, know, when you, I don't when know. you hit them in the mouth, right. they, they don't – I mean, and that's what the Mavs stop doing. Mm-hmm. They need mm-hmm. to go back to hitting them in the mouth again. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, see see what happens. See how yeah. the Clippers react to it. So, we'll, we'll you know, see. I mean, that's, that's – to me, that's been the whole thing has been – you know, the, I mean, the Luca injury, but the, but the physicality. Where's the phys- they need to go back to the physicality. Mm-hmm, Hit him in the mouth again. <laughs> yeah. If you get a chance to watch it on YouTube, Miles Garrett made a highlight reel, <laughs> a basketball highlight reel, because he was joking that uh, Mark Cuban needed a, a big cent- or a big guard, and it's I don't know maybe a minute and a half longer. You talk about an impressive athlete. <laughs> I mean, the guy is. We, we met the guy at the NFL Combine. We know what he looks like. Well, he's, he's like the Incredible Hulk. And, he, and he's even bigger now right, since he's right. been working out with pro trainers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He, he's an amazing athlete. Right, All right. right, let's move on to the NHL. Yes. Um, we're in the uh, you know uh, the uh, the the Canadians pulled off the upset against the Maple Leafs. I don't think anybody oh. saw that coming. Oh. And now they got to do it again against Winnipeg. Right. Uh, first game, you know, second round. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Who do you like in that series? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're going to be talking more about the Maple Leafs collapse again. Yes. Another yeah. collapse you in the playoffs. you got to tear that down and rebuild hey, it. I, I mean, was the team I chose to win the cup, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're coming into it, you know, they had high hopes to be in that Stanley Cup. They had, you know, a potential MVP candidate in Austin Matthews. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've talked about him a lot, you know, on this show. And then they, I mean, they just, I mean, there's Wheels no bigger collapse than yeah. that. And now, you know, I saw something. They have now lost eight straight uh, series clinching games, yeah. dating back to you know in the playoffs, oh, and, wow. and now you know, and now they you have can't the close long, a team out. They have the longest drought of a Stanley Cup in right. NHL history at 54 years oh, now. Wow. So it's eh. yeah, I think we're talking more about did did Montreal win it or did Toronto lose it? You know, yeah. I, I, to me it seemed more like Toronto. Lost, lost it. it. I mean, they they just collapsed of, of epic proportion. So and, and, you know, and the the Jets are the Winnipeg Jets are favored in this next round against Canadians. But and they, and they swept know, their their opponent. Yeah, they so got plenty of rest right now. So but can the Canadians keep the magic going? We'll see know. what happens we'll, in that series. Yeah, definitely. Um, Vegas at Colorado, game two, second round. Vegas got embarrassed. Oh my God! How do you give up seven goals? I'll tell you what, though, Colorado in that first round announced that they were here and they were here for real. Oh yeah, yeah. Swept, I, swept the Blues yeah. for yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Colorado's looking like a team that is on a mission to win the cup. Yeah, wow. yeah. I, I mean, Could be, I think Vegas they, has got a good team. And yeah, I just for to give I up think, seven. You goals. know, seven goals. I think you look at it. Um, I saw something where. They actually made a goalie change, like, right before game time. They, you know, went with kind of their, I don't, wouldn't say their backup goalie because he's played, you know, some significant minutes for yeah. them. But their main, you know, goalie, uh, Andre Fleury, Marc-Andre Mark Fleury, Andre Fleury yeah. um, you know, that's, that's their guy. That's yeah. their go-to guy. They switched to, you know, their backup for it. And, uh, you know, that I, I, you know, whether that was a difference maker or not, I, I you know, I have to – put some kind of, you know, percentage that that, that well, kind of 
screwed him up a little yeah. bit. That so. formula seems to work because didn't Nashville do that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not something that, you know, isn't uncommon right. to do. Right. Um, yeah, Angola's got to rest. They can't go that many straight games right. in a row. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, and if you them, don't go, yeah. and if you don't, you know, if you look back on it too, you know, Vegas went to game seven in right. their first round series. Yeah. You know, so they're on some, you know, shortened, you know, right. they're, they're already playing on short minutes or, you know, whatever, where Colorado, like Matt said, Swept the first series, so they're yeah, not the Blues there, you know, resting, you know, yeah. resting, ready and to go. I think go. that's that to me. That's more important in hockey, really, than any other sport, just because of the physicality of it. I mean, it just you know, you look at teams like I worry about, like the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA. Sometimes that long layoff actually hurts teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but but in hockey, I think I think that's always an advantage Absolutely. in hockey. Yeah. Fresh legs. I mean, that's yeah. you're yeah. on those legs, you know, twenty four seven. So it's all right. Well, the um, we got game three coming up in that uh, Bruins Islanders series. It's tied one to one. Um, I I haven't get didn't get a chance to see either one of those games, so I'm not I, I I'm not familiar with how these two teams are playing. But yeah, you know, obviously it's shaping up to be a good series. Yeah, no, it was uh, game one. Bruins took it five to two. So you know, you thought okay, Boston's taking control yeah. of this series. Then then the Islanders come back in game two and win four to three in mm. overtime. But these two teams, you know, knocked out the two top, you know, seeds in yeah. the Eastern Division, taking out the Capitals and the Penguins. And I, I think uh, playoff experience is going to come in big here. I think it's going to be it's going to favor Boston when yeah, it comes down yeah. to that. I think Boston's got the edge. Yeah, I think okay. uh, in, in this division particularly, I think it was a kind of a toss-up of whoever mm-hmm. was going to come out of this division uh, right. because all of the teams, I think, were really, really, like, all of them were within, like, a game of each other. Mm-hmm. So I think it, this, this has been the best division. So... You know, I, but I think Matt's right. I think the the playoff experience that, that Boston has is gonna gonna prevail in this in this series. But could be could be an interesting one that could go you know could go the distance. So, okay. one game, uh, one other series left. Uh, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay's already up 2-0 in this series. They were my you know they were my pick to went to repeat as uh, Colton as well to repeat as uh, Stanley Cup champion. So you know and they're and they're proving that they're up to that task. They, uh, you know, took. They're just they're just beating everybody. There's nobody yeah. that really is competing with Tampa Bay yeah. right now. I mean, uh, obviously Carolina is is the better better seed in in, in this matchup. You know, right. the one seed in that in that central division, and and then you know the better record between the two. But yeah, for me, Tampa, you know that that playoff experience, but just their their goal, you know, their goalie, you know, Andre Vasilevsky. Um, that's the difference maker for me. He's he's played in the playoffs. He knows what it takes. He's, you know, probably top five goalie in the league, if not, you know, top three goalie in the league. So right. I think that's just been the difference maker for, for Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, I, I think this could be, this could be a, a potential 4-1, you know, series win for, for Tampa Bay. So right. who do you like coming out? You like the – Terry, you like Tampa Bay coming out of that series against – I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah do. They're, 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 they're tough. I mean, they know – obviously they've been there. They, they, they know they, how to win. They, they won it last yeah. year, so they know – you know, know what it takes. So we'll we'll see. You know that playoff experience, how well it comes, and then you know added a couple pieces at the trade the trade deadline yes, too. Yes. So we'll see how that how and, that goes. You know, real, real quick, as a Jackets fan, seeing um seeing Bobrovsky fall apart again in the playoffs, their team not getting out of the first round. <laughs> I, but, I mean, it, it it was sad to see him go, but the, the trend seems to continue no matter where he's at. So maybe that wasn't just a Jackets right, thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Um. Well, let's let's get into the Jackets here just a little bit. Uh, we were watching just as we were coming on the air. They uh, the Blue Jackets drew the fifth pick in the lottery this year in the draft. So 
they got the fifth pick coming up at the, in the lottery or in the draft at the end of July. So we'll see if that helps them out. But Seth Jones has said he's want, he, that he wants out of Columbus. Um, he's in the final year of his contract. You know, there's kind of mixed emotions. You know, last year they they dealt Bobrowski, um, Panarin, and Duchesne. But, the you know, the Jackets kind of held on, you know, got back in the playoffs, got their first um, win, you know, in the in the history of the series and then, or in the franchise. And then this year, Savard goes, Dubois goes, Foligno goes, and, and your coach goes. So I, I don't think, you know, they said, well, it depends on how they would play in this final year of his contract if they could re-sign him. But I don't see him playing that well. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, I was going to say, to be fair, he didn't say he wants out of his contract. He just said he was not going to renegotiate a new one at this point. Yeah, 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 you're, you're right. right, right. Yeah, I misquoted there a little bit. Yeah. I just don't see them playing well enough in this upcoming year. Right, no, absolutely. To entice, guns. to be enough of, you know, enough of us. You know, to sway his decision to stay. Yeah, unless they can pull in some free agents this offseason, have a really good draft, yeah, and, and, just, and just some magic happen. Right, but I mean, yeah. they need some miracles. But they haven't even decided on a coach. Yeah, yet, they still right? haven't How are they going to get free agents? Do, do you think that that you know them getting rid of Tortorella is playing a little bit into Seth Jones wanting out of of Columbus? That you think that be. plays a little bit of a factor? Yeah, I don't know. Right? I, you know, most, I most players don't like Torts. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, maybe not. I mean, I'm just saying, like you know, with Seth Jones them. being kind of a defense, yeah, you know, defensive player, defenseman, right. you know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of Tortorella's style. style. Is he, mm-hmm. you know, he likes defense. He plays, yeah. you know, hard nosed physical defense. You know, is that one of the things you know that maybe Could Seth be. Jones goes? Yeah, I don't know. Columbus may not be the right yeah. fit for me, depending on who you know, because it's always been Tortorella has had good good defense, but mm-hmm. the offense hasn't always been there. So maybe the focus now for the new coaches do we look do we look a little bit more offense? Yeah. Or is it part of the love for Wierenski as well? I mean, he's he's another very good young defenseman. Could be could kind be. of fighting for that top spot there right. in the defensive line. Could be, could be. Yeah, they were pretty is, it, good. is it the culture, though, in Columbus? Because it seems like everybody... Yeah, I don't, I don't some, get it. Somebody I don't know. wants to be here. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, nobody wants to be in Columbus for some reason. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anybody that can answer that question, million dollars <laughs> at this point, because... Right. Nobody, nobody can seem to solve yeah. the riddle. So, but, but the way it's looking right now, it is looking like the Jackets are going to probably try to trade him. Yeah. Uh, they're looking to try to get some draft capital out of him. Um, teams that they're looking at right now, uh, they've got uh, Dallas, L.A., Detroit, and Chicago. So with those being the teams on the radar, though, Seth Jones may want to watch out what he wishes for because he, he may go to a worse situation. <laughs> may go from bad to worse. Yeah. Right, right. right, right. So whatever he's looking for, is he looking for more money or is he looking for yeah. you know team success? Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about the soggy golf course down in Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> yeah. the Memorial Tournament this week. Um, you know, and I guess I didn't realize it until I started doing some background story. They they completely redesigned the whole course mm. as mm. soon as the last tournament in like a three month time span. Mm. They they rebuilt every green on that golf course. Wow. Every green. Wow. Uh, Jack was very hands on. You know, this is the course that Jack built. They said he was very hands-on through this whole process. Yep. Um, and, th- and they said they've made the course better. Mm. They didn't say they made it harder. They didn't say they made it easier. They just said they made it better mm-hmm. for everybody that plays there. They said uh, for the pros, where they're hitting down the fairway, the fairways are narrower. For their club members who aren't hitting as far, they said they made the fairways wider. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting tournament to watch. Um, uh, give me your thoughts on favorites to win this thing. Yeah, yeah, no. So, 
you know, we, we talk about the weather being a little bit soggy today, but it looks like actually, you know, outside of maybe tomorrow, some possible rain, you know, thunderstorms, it looks like Friday, Saturday, Sunday are going to be absolutely beautiful for mm-hmm. golf. So uh, in the in the mid-80s. Uh, the greens little, will start drying up yeah. and get faster as the weekend little, goes little, on. Little, little, little wind, um, you know, and, it, and it's funny. You talk about the, um, you know, the greens being fast. This is actually one of the courses where the greens play lightning lightning fast uh, i mean this is one of those one of those courses um that you know they play on a on a grass it's called bent bent grass um which tends to play a little bit faster than other you know types of grass that they that they use on the on the tour um so you definitely got to have your you know your putter kind of lined out there you, you got to have your putting you know in, in line to to have a chance there so We'll see, you know, see, you know, going forward, uh, you know, who, who's going to pull this out. You know, last year's winner was John, John Rahm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's obviously going to be playing again this year. So I, I think uh, Vegas gave him as, as the favorite to the best to, odds, you yeah. know, best odds to, to win, to win again this year. But he's uh, plus 1000, which means if you bet a hundred bucks, you're going to win a thousand. He has the best odds. Right, right. So. There are several guys real close behind him that I like too. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, also, you know, one, one name to look at is uh, Colin Morikawa, who has been a kind of a staple on the tour here, I think has a, uh, either a U.S. Open or a PGA Championship under his belt, won one of those uh, last year. So he's – and he's always up there towards towards the top and just, you know, does does a lot of things really well. Uh, doesn't excel at, you know, one thing specifically, but does a lot of – a lot of things exceptional, you know, pretty, pretty well. So we'll see see what, what happens there. So okay. uh, what else we got? Terry, you got something you want to chime in on the memorial there for? Oh, no, I just uh, jotted down a few things. I've kind of been on his bandwagon all year. It's been Bryson DeChambeau. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and I th- just I think the way he hits it, he's he's suited for this course. Mm-hmm. I just think that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's def- played well at the memorial in the past, and actually I, I did choose him as, as one of my favorites yeah. coming into this, but. Some of the other big names that are in this thing, uh, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Roy McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Bubba Watson, to name a few. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was interesting Phil Mickelson chose to sit this one out. Huh. He usually plays really well at the Memorial yeah. and is, is yeah. out there towards the top. Right, yeah, that'll be – that's interesting that uh, – I, I don't – I mean, I don't know what the rationale behind it is or, you know, why. He's, I probably played bad last week. Yeah. He, he won the Open. Right. He's, he's Taking some rest. rest. Taking yeah. some rest, yeah. Who, could, who could. I had as uh, uh, next best odds was Jordan Spieth, mm. DeChambeau, and Roy McIlroy at plus 1,400. Yeah. Um, I, you know – it's good to see McElroy's name back up there as yeah. you know one of the favorites again. He has been mm-hmm. playing a little bit better. I like Jordan Spieth. I like the way he plays golf. You guys know I'm not a, a DeChambeau fan by any stretch. <laughs> right. uh, I've made that known on the show before. So um, I think it'll be good. I, you know, if we get these uh, passes first day of rain and you know get around in tomorrow and, and see how this thing goes. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think you know we talked about it a little bit with the kind of a longer you know longer course. There's actually six par fours on this course that actually play between 450 and 500 yards. Wow. So there's that 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 to me is kind of the difference factor of how they you know how players play on those longer par fours um, because there's. Plenty of there's there's plenty of par fives. There's I, I believe you know four four total, two on the front, two on the back, and those are a little bit easier to kind of you know birdie potentially eagle opportunities. But I think the difference is is these longer par fours that are even maybe playing longer than the than the par fives. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how you know players navigate, and I think that the players that you know navigate those well will be the ones that are at the top you know towards the top of the leaderboard all right well let's get our blazing bets we got one more topic we're going to talk about tonight but we want to get our blazing bets in first um i'll take the first one 
I got the I took chose the Mavericks Clippers game. You know, we have uh, the Clippers favored by seven and a half. I like the Mavs to cover, so I think the Clippers will still take the game, but I think it'll be closer than seven and a half. So, you know, I'll take I'll take the Mavericks and the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get uh, I got a game in the MLB here, so hopefully, like I said I'm struggling here with these plays <laughs> and bets. I think I've hit on one so yeah. far, but uh, we'll right the ship eventually. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it'll be this time. But I got the. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays at uh, 35 and 20, first in the AL East, going up against their rival in the New York Yankees, actually sitting third in the AL East. Uh, that game is tomorrow um, at 1:05 p.m. Um, it's actually Game Three of a four-game series. Um, pitchers on the mound for the Rays: we got Ryan Yarborough, two and three, 4.26 ERA with 47 strikeouts. The Yankees have their ace on the mound, Garrett Cole, six and two. 1.78 ERA with wow. 97 strikeouts. Um, the, the the problem is the Rays. The Rays are coming in as a hot team. They're nine and one in their last ten games. Yankees coming in at four and six. I like the Yankees to win to win this one. Uh, they're, they, I believe that they're in New York um, and they got their ace on the mound, Garrett Cole, one of the best pitchers in the in the league. I think you know limits limits the Rays opportunities. I, I like the Yankees to win this one. All right, very good. Terry, what you got? I, I took the uh, the uh, Denver Nuggets and Portland game. Portland's plus five in that one. Yeah, yep. And I just think coming off a 55-point performance, I just think they, you're going to see Damian Lillard stay hot, and I, I just I like Portland in this game. Yeah, okay, very absolutely. good. Yeah. All right, Matt, you yep. want to wrap us up with the Blazing Bets? Yep, I picked the, uh, the Suns-Lakers game for tomorrow night, 1030. Lakers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. You know, the Suns did thump the, the Lakers in game five, but, you know, you never underestimate the heart of a champion, especially at home. So I think the Lakers rebound, and, and, and they do win this game and force the game seven where anything can happen, but I do think the Suns will pull out the game seven. Yeah. Okay, very awesome. good. Awesome. All right, our last our last topic. It's a sad day in Blue Devil country. <laughs> Coach K's announced his retirement after this season. Um, Colton being the biggest Blue Devil fan, I know. We'll let we'll let him start us off here. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of those things that it, it hits home. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's it, it's crazy to think. You know, we, we we always think about you know this this day was coming, but we never thought it was coming this soon. Um, you know, we thought, oh, we got five more years. We got you know seven more years. We got you know a few more years to to fully you know appreciate you know what Coach K has done, not only for the Duke program, for but in basketball in general. Um, and so, yeah, it definitely is, you know, it hurts me, you know, to see him see him go. Um, but, you know, it, it's better to go now, to go out, you know, while he still is in, you know, good health. He's still, you know, in his, in his you know, kind of right, right mind and, you know, things like that. So I think it, it definitely is a good time, you know, for him to go out. It just, uh, you know, it's unfortunate to see, um, see him, you know, leave uh, because, yeah, it's one of the all-time legends in college basketball, um, you know, walking away from the game and, you uh, just interesting because, uh, yeah, about two months ago we were just talking about Roy Williams retiring from yeah. North Carolina. So now we see two legendary coaches. And good friends. Yeah, good friends, you know. And, and you know, you know the history between, you know, North Carolina and Duke, and now both of those historical coaches are, gone. are, are not going to be there anymore. So now it's, it's time to start over. It's time yeah. to start anew. And, uh, you know, Duke has named the successor. Um, it will be John Shire, um, who is a former Blue Devil player under Coach K., uh, will be the new coach after Coach K retires next year. Um, interesting. Will be interesting. You know, like I said, uh, you know, North Carolina 
Roy Williams retires, they replace him with Hubert Davis, who has no prior coaching experience, you know, but no prior head coaching experience. But he's a Carolina boy. But a Carolina guy, you know, Duke. Almost kind of going the same the same route, same you know. Route. You know, Shire has been a long time assistant under Coach K since what 2013. I yeah, think? yeah, yeah, it's been there, you know, for for a few years now. Um, but has no prior, you know, head coaching experience at any level, you know, high school, college, or the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and so it'd just be interesting to see how that fares for both of these, you know, both of these, you know, historic programs. Yeah. Um, I think the difference, you know, of of why, you know, they hire Shire. He was actually pretty instrumental in landing Jason Tatum, who has you know been on a tear in the NBA, mm-hmm. as well as Zion Williamson. Yeah. You know, great so recruiter. He, they so say. Yeah, yeah, very very good at recruiting. Yeah. So you know we, we'll see how that how that goes. Um, I'm also told that Duke reached out to uh, current uh, Harvard coach Tommy, Tommy Amaker, Amaker, who is a former Blue Devil, yeah. uh, played I under Coach K. Well. Um, and reached out to him, but you know, ultimately thought that John Shire was was the next man, you know, next man to step up. I, I thought it would be maybe him or Johnny Dawkins. Maybe yeah, I thought maybe. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like Coach K is going to be like coach this year, name only. It sounds like Shire's already kind of taken over yeah. the program. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk real quick. I mean, we don't have enough time in, to go through all Coach K's accomplishments, but you know, he's won five national titles. Um, you know, he's all time leading coach by two hundred games over. Bayheim's the next closest. Um, mm-hmm. And the one stat that, well, there's two stats that stuck out to me. One, I knew, I just had kind of forgotten, but, you know, he's, he's taken our Olympic team to three gold champ. You know, three I gold I was medals. wondering about that. Did he win a gold medal? Three of them. Yeah. He won three, he won yeah. three of them. Yeah. So, um, and then the other thing that stuck out to me was he's had 15 30-win seasons. Wow. I mean, you know, in a, in a lot of times where coaches are chasing 20 wins in a season, he's had 15 <sighs> 30 win season. So, you know, I, I, just, just, an I, I don't ama- know if that'll ever be duplicated. Yeah. Right. Just, just an absolutely amazing career for, mm-hmm. for Coach K. You know, and Colton went to one of his basketball camps when he was in high school. We got to meet a very personable guy. You know, he has campers coming through there all, you know, every year. You know, he made sure that he shook everybody's hand, talked to you personally, and, you know, uh, just, just, just a great guy. And, you know, and a, you know, a, for him, summer camps with kids coming down and playing down there you know he could just show up for an appearance but he was there every day watching the kids play and Mm -hmm. you know giving his insight and um you know making speeches and like i said shook everybody's hand and you know thanked you for coming and you know just just a real class act that definitely hands-on has been hands-on in this program from start start to finish so so you you think this year being a down season and then the 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 scandal in the ncaa all together has really played a part and i'm sure it's wearing wearing them out i think so yeah Yeah. i mean you can even tell a couple times with the media this year he he got a little more snippy than he usually does i I, you could tell he just wasn't having the amount of fun he used to have and i think he knew it was time it's time to go when you're not having fun you know i think he was smart enough guy to realize that as well so well they told us and I didn't realize this, I guess, but I didn't realize he was like 75. Oh, yeah. I thought he was still maybe for 60. 40. Yeah. One yeah. season. This will be his 42nd season yeah. coming I mean, he's, he's up. Been and, it, yeah. and he was at Army before that. Right, right. So, so he's been doing it a long time wow, and, God. you know, and has had success yeah. the entire time he's been there. So it's, it's uh, you know, yeah, sad to see him, see him leave. Uh, you know, we'll see what Duke can do. Give him one kind of last hoorah before he, you know, goes out. They, they do. They had the best recruiting class, so right, we'll see. Right. We'll see. See how John Shire does. You know, he's he's got a championship ring. John Shire does, and right. playing for Coach K in 2010. So 
we'll see if we'll see if he can bring a couple more home to Duke Country. <laughs> right, right. So we'll see what happens. But uh, you know, it's it's sad. Sad to see a legend, you know, walk away from the from the game kind of, you know, unexpectedly, yeah. you know. Um, you know, but uh, but he's leaving on his own. But terms, he's leaving on his own yeah. terms. Yeah. Yeah. The ACC is going to look a whole lot different. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, ACC yeah. is definitely going to wow. look. A I was going to say, do you, do you think the style of Duke will change now a little, or do you think that Coach K will still kind of have his imprint on this? I think on this you know, team? with John Shire being under Coach K for you know the number of years that he has, it, it's it's almost kind of like a seamless transition. Okay. You know, I, I'm not saying it's going to be the exact same because you know you don't want you, you don't you don't. Shire doesn't need to chase Coach K because as soon as yeah. he starts doing that, that's when he's going to run into Prime. Because there's yeah. no other, there's no other Coach K out there. So right. Shire just needs to do what he does, you know, yeah. just just find his own rhythm, you know, kind of thing. But not steer away so far from the right. exactly. traditions, yeah. you know. But yeah, I think you'll have a lot of the, the fundamentals, but right. I, I think the, the offense will look a little different. Right, and he's going to do it his way. Right, yeah. a, a little bit, you know, younger, you know, generation. And, and you in. have to. The game's changing. Right, that right, is, absolutely. It's a different so we'll, we'll and see. And I think Coach K had trouble adjusting to the, you know, the whole one and done culture yeah, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, You know, he did win a championship in what you would call the one and done era, but I think it's been tougher for him. That you know, he he wants to get kids in there and he wants to build a program. He wants to recruit well mm-hmm. and then you know build these kids. You know, you know, not starting five freshmen and. You know, that this not his every style. year starting yeah. five new guys, yeah. you know. So. You want to have these guys two, three years and really. But really then was but what was also smart enough to see that that's where the game was headed and, and, and he adapted it, and he did advantage adapt. of it, yeah. you know. So I just don't think I just don't think that's the way he wants it to be done. You right. know, he would rather have the four year guys that right. he can build a team with, exactly. but, but he's it, not but he's not like dumb you said, to know. in his defense, he did change with the time. Right, he did. right. So yeah. How many coaches didn't, you know? Right, right. You know, and that's and they're no longer employed. Oh, right, that's you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So. It makes you wonder why he never took any of those offers to go to the NBA. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up for tonight. Uh, we'll come at you live again next week on a Wednesday night um, from Delaware, Ohio. So this is the Fired Up crew saying uh, good night.